Hello everyone, I'm Rachel, and you're listening to Let's Talk Avatar. This is a watch-through of The Legend of Korra. Isaac and I will be discussing each episode and giving our opinions on it. Just as a reminder, this podcast does contain spoilers for The Legend of Korra. This is a teen-rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, everyone, to the Let's Talk Avatar podcast. My name is Isaac, and with me today is... Rachel. And today, we are talking about some... Well, we're talking about one spicy episode <laughs> titled The Stakeout. Ooh, and I believe... It's episode nine. Is it? Yeah. yeah episode nine. It's episode nine. Dang. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dang. Um, me and Isaac switched it, I mics today, so um, I'm not used to this. It's kind of weird. Anyway, um, first and foremost, I'd like to say I felt like we were in a stage of like boredom with this season, and now it's picking back up. It took everything in Isaac and I not to continue watching until the end of season three, but we didn't. We didn't. We resisted. We did watch one episode forward. <laughs> But so, yeah, it's kind of a half lie there. Like we didn't, but we did. But, but like, we didn't finish the season for you guys. Like we could have, but we resisted. Yeah. So you're welcome. Leave heart emojis in the chat for our self-control. <laughs> We're really picking it Can up. Encourage us, please. We need it because we about ready to go rewatch it after um, this right now. On the ground. Okay. Um, we also just watched... Um, Blackpink, Rosie Solo just released 9 p.m. Yeah, we watched it. So, anyways, Rosie's on the mer- on the brain. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna be honest. The beginning. Okay, first of all, I should say, even with the beginning it being kind of boring to me, I love the setting they were in. So it was still kind of intriguing. I just like the desert in Avatar, and it's like that oasis area with like there's still some green in it. <laughs> Rachel's like shaking her head. It's because we don't see the desert a lot. You know, it's that one area that we don't visit a lot. So when I see it, it's like a nice change of pace, you yeah. know? <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to our last episode. I do wish Tarlock's assistant was there. It would have made this episode a lot more bearable. Um, Tarlock's assistant made it the entire season one bearable. So we need them in season three. <laughs> Pretty sure it's a guy, but um Yeah, I didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> okay. We need to stop I felt so bad, you guys, about releasing last week's not last week, because we didn't record last week, uh, um the week before because it was just us laughing, like I'm sorry. I'm. I hope you guys liked it. But if you didn't, like, I understand. We get it. We get it because we don't like ourselves. So if you don't like us, we totally understand. We feel it. We understand. We're on it's the same like, page, same level. You know. It's like calling someone with an eating disorder or like that is bigger or skinnier exactly what they are. It's like like they already know we already know like you don't have to say anything (laughs) i'm fat oh my gosh wow i never noticed (laughs) (laughs) i like to eat food oh my my gosh Um, i indulge in food at least i'm eating better than you are oh 
Dang, burn. Burn. You got him. You got burned. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Isaac and I have been in, a, in this episode. Um, we've been in an indie girl phase, so the rest of this episode will be. Uh, we were talking in indie girl voice, I guess, for the rest of the episode. <laughs> okay, stop. We gotta stop. Okay, um, in this episode, they, it's the stakeout, so they're looking for. Is he here? Like the red lotus. Well, they're, they're looking fo- for the state. Following Iway to get to Zahir. And so when you start the episode, you're thinking like the stakeout. Oh, here we go again. Another boring episode, which in the beginning, like Isaac was saying, not a lot going on. I do want to mention something when they're doing the stakeout, they find out where Iway is. They get the hotel room across from him and they're watching him all day. It includes Mako, Bolin, Asami and Korra and Pabu and they somehow got Naga in there. They got Naga's fat Don't know. There. Don't know how. I'm not going to ask. The entire time they have the window open. Wide open. Just staring at Iway. And Iway looks out the window every so often. You're telling me he can't see them with their window wide open. And they're having conversations looking at each other. Not looking at the window. So it's like they don't know if people are watching them. Because they're not even looking out the window. That was my only gripe with it. I was like come on. Yeah, you're um, the avatar and the gang like get it together but also when they walked into the like building to get the apartment the girls like last time a group of people with the avatar came in here they thrashed the place and i think that was a callback to the last airbender which i thought was really cool there's a lot of easter eggs in this one yeah because when Cora's like does her Sokka thing yeah, where she, she like, like i'm watching you and then backs out pretty cool um, but anyways, they get to Iway. He turns out he's in a spirit world, so Korra goes in there with him. Okay, so the Just, whole it's such a such a easy like setup. If they didn't know this, like come on, it's a setup, but it's not. But the spirits like like I was trying to tell you before is I'm like they're telling her something and they're like get out of here. We're trying to figure out yeah, where Iway is. Has the map open. Sami's like get away from me. I'm like, wow, they're Somebody cute doesn't... spirits. Like, back off. Yeah. Also, like... she has a map open, and they're like, we need to figure out what to do or, like, where to go. And then the spirit literally is, like, like quacking. I don't know what it was doing at her on the map. Like, basically telling her, don't do this. Like, <laughs> you're <sighs> literally right there. If you needed any confirmation... Why would the spirit just go right down on the map? Yeah. You know, I think it's crazy. We talked about this when we were watching it. Is when Cora gets into the spirit world and watches Iway and Zaheer talking. First of all, Zaheer instantly drops Iway into the fog. He like teleports inside of the spirit world. He's so literally OP when it comes to being in tune with spiritual stuff and like airbending philosophy did he learn teleportation from guru lahim too okay guru lahim is like his OP. god yeah he every he quotes him every episode um oh. but this episode he has cora and he's baiting her you know and of course cora has no patience so she's like i'm gonna go <laughs> and find i weigh myself and it's like girl just stop but anyway she listens to them talk she ends up talking to zahir i weigh it's i weigh Remember? Because she's like, I can't wait here anymore because he hasn't looked out the window or whatever. Oh, I thought we were talking about when they were in the spirit world well, I, right now. Well, I was. And then I was talking about that leading up oh, to the spirit. Okay. Sorry. Kind of jumped around a little bit. But then they're in the spirit world and she's talking to Zaheer. And Zaheer, while talking to Korra, is in the real world talking to the Red Lotus saying, Avatar Korra, Misty Palm, or Misty... Is it Misty Palm Springs? Yeah. Like and I'm like, how? 
How does he know how to talk while he's like astral project? What's not? Is it? No, it's that's not astral no, protection. That's projection because like- it's you're in the spirit realm. And anyway, he's meditating in the spirit world while talking in the real world. Like it's just crazy. It's crazy. And I mean, they're smart. And that's the thing that Cora, I guess. I can't be too upset at her because she's still young. You know, she still has a lot to learn. She's a teenager. But it bothers me because I'm like, oh, come on, have some patience. Like, learn that your opponent may be smarter than you, may have planned these things out, you know? How is it that Asami can, like, build all of these inventions and, like, always knows what to do when it comes to, like, mechanics? But when it comes to, like, a plan, all of a sudden she's like, Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, that's... That is, like, the one thing they're bad at. That's the only thing they're bad at is, like, not having a plan. Yeah. Because it gets them in trouble all the time, which mm-hmm. it did here. Yeah. Well, it got them in trouble, but not in the way that they thought they were going to be in trouble. You know? Yeah, they literally... Okay, so what happened? While Cora was in the spirit world, Mingwa and Gazan go after... Zuko, like the rest of them, to try and get Korra. Zuko, not Zuko. <laughs> like, wait, wait, I Zuko. Get Mako and Zuko. Mixed no, up. you don't. I guess Mako Zuko. Like they end in the co. They do. Um, and they're both firebenders, so yeah, I'll let you off there. Um, <laughs> thanks. So they're fighting, and Bolin and Mako get fighting demolished. Like, everyone knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then Gazan ends up capturing... Or no. No. Um, oh. Mingwa captures Bolin and Mako. And then Gazan, you see him going after. But the Earth Queen's, like, police officers. Not the Daily, but other people. Capture Korra and Asami. Yeah. Not the sharpest tools tools in the shed. But they did this. They had to do it this way because they had no other choice because of what Korra did. She was too early. She uh, reacted out of anger again. She's not a methodical person. You know, she can't ever just sit still and like think something through. She's like, oh, it's so much easier. And I understand that. But as the avatar and you're fighting against such tough opponents like you need to be methodical you need to take the moment those moments to think out your plan rather than just like i'm gonna go in and not have any kind of strategy you know yeah but that's what she does best and somehow it always ends up you know we talked about this they have a avatar does a great a a great or yeah a great job in making you feel suspense for the bad guy like you're like how are they going to defeat them oh my gosh i know how this we both know how this season ends but i still feel like how are they going to do this Mm -hmm. even though i know exactly what goes on yeah like it's just they're that good at making suspenseful plots and stuff like that but we'll get into it at the end of the season but anyways i thought this episode was pretty good i'm not gonna say the first half was that good but it was still intriguing yeah i agree better i thought it was better than the last two we watched the previous two yeah um but yeah definitely better than the previous two i mean we went off on a tangent laughing hysterically because the other two were just too boring for us um who's your favorite i was literally gonna ask you this um you know it's really hard for me to choose because I I don't know. I don't know who it is. Like I don't hate anyone right now. I really don't. Even the red Zaheer 
has a really good way of making you side with him. When he's talking to Korra about his beliefs, it's obviously anarchy. Like, it, it, it doesn't function. It doesn't work. But you understand, like, the, the way he feels that way. And you're like, well, you know, he's not completely I mean, wrong. You can't... It can work, but not the way he's going about it. But it's just still, like, Zaheer is such a good bad guy. You know? Yeah, he's too good. He's, he's like... He's like what is because he's not wishes com- she can be. He's not complete evil, you know? He's not like, I mean, he, he does evil things, but for him, it's in it, it's for the good of people. So it's hard because it's like, um, I don't completely hate him. Um, Lore Bomb, while they're in, <laughs> while they're in the fucking spirit world, Zaheer's like, yeah, I was actually in cahoots with your uncle, Unalog. Yeah. To try and free Vatu. <clears throat> hmm But Unalak had other plans for Vatu. And I'm like, okay, but if Vatu was... If you guys release Vatu, like, what was that going to do for you guys? Like, you but wouldn't have no control. I think that... I feel like all bad guys, just the way that they're written, have a plan to a certain extent. And then it's, like, cut off. And it's like, well, whatever happens, happens. Because they get too ambitious. But this is where I think Zaheer got lucky is because Unalak and Vatu were taken down. Yeah. And so now Zaheer's plan is actually working. Even though Vatu is no more. Or just trapped somewhere. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is scary because, like, what if Vatu was released? What was his plan with Vatu? Like, what were you going to... Can you imagine Zaheer and Vatu? As, like, the Ooh. dark avatar? Okay, the world would be... Koro could never defeat him. Destroyed. Honestly, he would win. Even with her cosmic self, I still think Zaheer would win. Because Zaheer is way more spiritual. Um, I've been watching a lot of, like, avatar-specific YouTubers. And this guy brought up a good point. Kind of an unpopular opinion, but... Jinora's spiritual side mm-hmm. makes no sense. I've told you that before. It just spawns out of season two out of nowhere, and you're like, okay, yep, I agree. Like, yeah, cool. they just kind of force it on you. They're like, okay, um, we don't really know this much about Jinora, but here you go. And she's within, so spiritual. She's like nine years old or ten, however, but she's so spiritually inclined. She's like way advanced than her father. Twelve or thirteen Ooh. episodes, she's Get a like too animated over here. Within twelve or thirteen episodes, she's like instantly like a god at spiritual stuff. Like, I don't yeah. understand. <clears throat> And it continues on for the rest of the show. I'm not... It's not that I don't like it. I just am... The only reason I ever have a gripe with anything that happened to the show is if it wasn't foreshadowed enough or believable. Yeah. Because everything else is very believable. Mm-hmm. But there's specific things like that that I'm like, okay. Like, this was just written for the sake of the plot. Because you guys didn't have an answer for defeating Unavatu. Yeah. Well, and when you're at a young age and you're watching these shows, you have that innocence to you that you're not overthinking everything. Everything makes sense to you. When they introduce something, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, and you go with it. But when you watch it through the lens of obviously you're an adult, you're going to analyze those things. And it's hard not to. Like, even if you try not to overanalyze, it is so hard. But I think we have to remember, like, these are kids' shows. I mean, Cora was written for teen, more, like, aged or um geared toward teenagers but still like at the end of the day it's not made for people our age to overanalyze you know i get that but like i don't know i mean that's i feel like the writing could still be a whole lot better in a lot of a lot of just feel like that's a cop-out though because avatar the last airbender legend of korra avatar universe all of it 
they have always been super detailed with literally everything mm-hmm. except for the plot. So it's like you can't really use that as an excuse because literally everything else is to the level of like if it were made for teenagers, young adults, stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, it's still it. Like I was saying it's at the still end of it, towards... it, yeah. But not only that, it's just bad writing. You yeah. know, like they just the writing didn't. Not to say that the writers are bad writers. It just didn't make sense. And when you have multiple writers working on a show, I mean, there's gonna be situations like that. I yeah. think that's the thing about it that kind of sucks because it's like as fans, you. You know what you want to see and you and you want the way you want the story to go. So when it doesn't go that way or when something doesn't click, it's obviously uh, obnoxious, you know, because you're like, wait, that didn't make sense. Well, and there's so much lore and so much to one character. It's like, oh, does this character still have this? Does this character like I can't imagine having to write something heavily like the plot at moments. It's it's like heavily relies on characters Mm -hmm. as does every plot. But it's like imagine like just getting that wrong it's so easy to get those little things wrong nothing bothers me more though in shows all shows that i watch when it's not consistent like you'll be watching a show in the first season this character will talk about how this character had a sister and then three seasons down the road they have two brothers no sister and stuff like that that's a little weird it bothers me so much because it's like it's not that hard if you are if you're the creator of this show those are those are things I feel like are important, especially when you have a character-driven show. Those are details you need to remember. Even if you write them down somewhere and you have like a reference page for someone to go and be like, hey, this is what we know about this character, you know? Like, yeah. it's not that hard to remember those things. And if you can't, I mean, like, it's hard to remember it that, of course, for a lot of characters, but write something down. Have some kind of rule book to go off of, I guess, or something to be like, hey, this is what goes with this character this is what makes sense sometimes i feel like they're like you know what just have a free-for-all yeah they're like enjoy to this and write whatever you want like they're like make your dreams come true don't make the fans dreams come true make yours um okay not to get like to get away from the kind of the negative that we thought about (laughs) it um I loved the the last. I like, love the Unagi. I love the last like five minutes. It really built up that suspense in such a streamlined way. So much that we had to watch the next episode. Yeah, <laughs> and it's why I mean Rachel kept watching because it's they just leave you wanting more. Yeah, they do a really good job. We're it's like they've got the momentum going right now, and so it's like oh, I just want to keep watching. I want to keep watching because they've built it up and it's getting serious. And you're like, oh, I can't wait. That's one thing. A lot of shows know how to do it, but I love when Avatar does it because you're like, oh, I have to keep watching. They leave you with that cliffhanger or like a little bit, that little piece of information that you're like, I have to know what's coming next. Yeah. Even if it's something lame when you watch it, you're like, seriously, this is it. You still have to watch it. My favorite character is Asami. Okay, it's hard. Season three for me, it is hard not to pick. A, I wanted to say Asami, but I feel like I've said Asami so much. And I used to hate on Asami. I used to hate her Same. and be like, wow, people love Asami. Wow, I don't get it. And now I'm watching this, and I'm like, she's a badass. We talked about it. She is a badass for not being a bender and having the capabilities and being a woman doing doing stuff that is very like 
male populated, male I guess. Male dominated. Could, yeah, it's just very populated. Yeah, male dominated. <laughs> dominated. It's just cool. It's cool to see it, and it's cool to have a strong female character that's not a bender show off her skills, you know? But as soon as I'm like, she is so cool, it just makes me wish they did more with her. Because yeah. I'm like, she has, so, she has the most potential, even more than Korra in this show, honestly. Yeah, I would like to see more from Sometimes her. Sometimes the characters that have nothing, which I'm not saying she doesn't have anything because she has a lot to her, but like she can't bend like them are the ones with the most potential because they're like she can go anywhere you know i kind of wish they did continue with the like villain trope with her in season one yeah it would be kind of interesting interesting. i would love to see like an alternate universe where asami went evil like on her dad's side stopped right away she's like yeah like it continues on kind of like maybe she helps kuvira in season four like oh that would be yeah i would be really interested in that you know what I absolutely like I don't hate and I kinda cringe for feeling like this? I don't hate the moments we've had with Mako and Bolin together. I don't either. I actually really I, liked it. It makes me like their characters more. Oh yeah. Even Mako, because Mako's like, we all know he's probably the the most hated character in all of Korra. Which with season one and two, understandable. But they kind of redeem him in season three in a way, you know, like but he like was kind he of start. He, he shouldn't have had to be redeemed. That's no, the... no, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. But I mean, he had to be because the way they wrote him and the love triangle was one of the worst love triangles I've ever seen in my life. But I mean, which it's never just... really got resolved, I might add anyways. Yeah, they just don't talk about it. But yep, that's Mako... definitely how you get rid of that. <laughs> that's my kid. philosophy. Just ignore it. Keep going. <laughs> Definitely Um, not causing any trauma for the future. (laughs) I have really enjoyed watching Mako and Bolin. Like, the first beginning of this episode is them fighting, looking for Aiwei. And I'm like, man, I really love these two together. Like, they do a good job with the brother aspect of it. Because you have Bolin, who's like the funny, go-lucky kind of character. And you have Bolin, who's obviously more serious and cynical. I'm glad you mentioned that part, because I forgot about it. But it is, like, the main reason why I wanted to keep watching in the first half. is because of their little, like, moment together was really cool to watch. Yeah, they're just... I like them together. And they always you know, reference back to their lives, their lives previously before they met Korra and Shady Shin and all that stuff. And it's just, cool. it's kind of cool because you're like, wow, they've been through a lot together and they're still continuing on. And it is cool that even though there was that drama with Asami and Mako and Korra, that they're able to like push forward past that for the greater good of the Avatar universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of like being little kids about it, being like, oh, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Uh. You know, like they're still, they're still so close knit. I mean, yeah. in, in the beginning of season three, it was definitely like that. But, definitely. you know, we've moved on past that, which I'm glad. And, and it's hard with Bolin. Bolin just like puts people in those places where you're like, okay, you have to address it kind of thing, you know, because yeah. Bolin's out there. He doesn't care. People and... who hate on Bolin. <laughs> I love oh, Bolin. Oh, Rachel's coming after you, apparently. I love Bolin. Okay. That's fine. Um, yeah, if you don't like Bolin... He doesn't have to be your favorite character, but, like, how can you not like him? Yeah, you know? we get, like, a hate page for Bolin. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what, like, how can you like him? Your opinion is the worst opinion I've ever heard in my entire life. Bolin is complete trash. Any hate Bolin haters come for us. 
my at is i'm just oh kidding my, how many times have we told people to come for us first of all we don't I have enough some, listeners okay we don't have I enough really listeners to come for us some i want some drama no i'd be lying i want I to avoid it. all the drama i want the tea i like to watch other people's drama i just don't want it like i'll watch it from afar and be like dang this is getting heated but like i don't want to be part of it yeah you know what do you mean? Yeah, you just said you want okay, drama. Okay, but I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't want to have to bag you up. <laughs> I'm just that kidding. is so dark. I'm just. How is that dark? I would. You know, I would. That's the thing I hate. Oh, I is you bag me no. up like my dead body? No. I was like, what? No, never really heard that saying before. Bag me up. Um, bag me up, sis. <laughs> right before you go into a I fight. Ain't this fight. Back. Like back pain. Oh, okay. You know back pain real well. Speaking I do. of back pain, if your posture is really posture bad right check. now, straighten your back. Um, this whole time you've been recording, I have I have been slumping s- yeah. real hard. Quasimodo type <sighs> beast. Definitely. Um, what you know, like I'd back you up for sure. It's hard when people come after you because no one comes after you actually. But if someone did, it would be really hard for me not to fight them. Bag me up. And I'm not a fighter. I don't like confrontation, but. You're my little bro. I have to. Anyways. Baby bro. <laughs> that has been this episode. Oh, we're ending it? Yeah. We're ending it. Okay, fine. End it. Okay. Um. Anyways. My name's Rachel. My name's Isaac, and we will see you next week with another episode of Let's Talk Avatar. Gansomnida. Gansomnida. Bye. <laughs>